hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. better than the kombucha. <laughs> wow. Wow. Welcome back, everyone. You are with your hosts, Lauren White and Camille Misbach for a number um never air turn. <laughs> I was going so well. Another episode of the Sex Sin Podcast. Woo! Yeehaw. Yeehaw. We are gonna jump in today, but I'd like to first also address an elephant in the room. Okay. Lauren has no idea what I'm about to say. What elephant? (laughs) I want to talk about Instagram. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It's really not that big of a deal. But Instagram's algorithm is fucked. Oh. That's how I feel lately. Okay. So I wanted to let everybody know that I have not been seeing my favorite people's posts and I figured out recently that you all of a sudden can add favorites to your account. You can. Yeah. So if you don't want to miss an episode drop, I want you to go ahead and favorite our Instagram at the Den Mothers and our personal pages as well. She Wolf Lauren and Camille Misbach because we have some really exciting things coming up and I do not want our wolf pack to miss it. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yes. Exactly right. I love that you said that because it is Instagram isn't just a weird place right now. We're so grateful for it. It makes yes. our world go around in so many ways. And also, yeah, it can be kind of hard when you're making the best content. I don't know you've ever made and it's just getting one like. In your whole life. And not even just likes. People are not seeing it. People are not seeing it. So straight that's tough. Up. Yes. So go ahead and add us to your favorites. Okay. Also, another thing is, is that we really appreciate all of the DMs that we get saying how much y'all love our podcast. It means the absolute world to us. And it would mean so much to us if you could also review us on Apple Podcasts on, can you review on Spotify? I don't know. Mainly just Apple Podcasts. If you can please leave us a review and just be like, this is the best podcast ever. I learned so much and they are so funny and fun or just whatever you want to say as long as it's really great and positive (laughs) and five stars. Please leave us a review and we are actually going to be doing a bi-weekly Amazon gift card draw. That's exactly right. Yeah. We're going to be giving out Amazon gift cards. To the people who review us, we're just going to pick a lucky winner every other week, and we would really appreciate the support, help our podcast grow, help this Wolfpack community thrive. That is exactly right. So So we will promote that more on our pages. And last thing, we are starting an online community for internal transformation. This is a project that we are doing with me, Lauren, and her fiance, Shane. We are so excited about this. It's been a long time in the making, especially for you and Shane, I feel like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we will be hosting live weekly sessions for all things internal transformation, breath work, meditation, non-meditation. We're going to be doing a Q&A as the Den Mothers. Mm -hmm. And we're so excited. It's launching really soon. So if you want to get early bird information and pricing, DM your emails to the Den Mothers and we will add you to our list. Yes, we would love that. Amazing. Perfect. 
perfect. Now that we have that out of the way, we're talking psychedelics today, baby. We're talking psychedelics, <laughs> which I can't believe that we haven't talked about them before. We've talked about them only when I had my massive psychedelic experience last year in July. Right. So it's been almost a year. I think we mentioned them in passing. Yeah. But we don't really talk about all of – and honestly, I'm I'm excited that we haven't because yeah. I feel like my view of them has actually changed in the past year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm so excited about this. But first, we have to do our weekly updates. <laughs> wow. Okay. My weekly update, which is just a one-week update this week because we're doing it. We're releasing in tomorrow. That's right. So anyway, my weekly update was as follows. I went to Los Angeles. <gasps> I actually went to San Diego, and then I went to L.A. I was oh, basically yeah. gone all week. You were so, gone all week. Yeah, Shane and I went to San Diego for a couple days. I don't know who we think we are. We're just vacationers now, I guess. But yeah. we went down there because Shane's doing Invisalign, and he has to keep going to see his yeah. orthodontist. <laughs> so we did that, and then we extended. We had so much fun. Then we came home for a night. Then we went to L.A. to film a music video for my friend Jordan, a.k.a. Logos. That's his stage name. Mm-hmm. And it was the most fun ever. We had such a good time in L.A. I got to hang out with Bianca. I saw Marie Luisa. We just had such a good time. And then we came home and I literally had sex and watched Ozark all weekend and did not look at my phone. Like, I actually didn't look at my phone. I missed my friend's pregnancy announcement. Like, just a whole disaster. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I literally didn't look at my phone. And when I say that – I want everybody to know how serious I am. Yeah. Like, I actually am not one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, I just, like, didn't see it. Like, no, my phone was on airplane mode for two days, basically. So so fun, though. It was so fun. Yeah, we just, you know, Shane and I go through these spells where all we can do is have sex. And it's great. And then we finished Ozark. So, obviously, I won't give anything away. But if you haven't finished it, I would just hurry up and do it so we can all talk about it already. Yeah, I need to binge it. Because I'm only three episodes in the last season. Yeah. I mean, it's the only show that I really cared about. I can't wait to see how it ends. Yeah. Okay, it so really it's a simple, a simple update this week. Yeah, it was a simple update, but it was so fun. I have a simple update too. Okay. I've been a mom. Wow. Yeah. Raising my son <laughs> with my husband. That's all Camille AKA can do. AKA my puppy son. It's all I can do. I want to make sure he turns out to be the best dog ever and – Honestly, he is. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Rudy this week because I think he's so, so important. So sweet. (laughs) He now knows how to walk on a leash. He's doing his business outside. We basically are just obsessed with our dog. We do um, not every day, but we did bring a hammock to Lauren's when we moved in. Mm -hmm. And we put a cozy sleeping bag in there. And Michael and I read and Rudy sleeps in between us. And that's just such a special experience. Yeah. And other than that, I've just been getting used to our new weekly schedule. Michael and I – well, basically, Michael created this really beautiful schedule, and we've both been following it, and it's waking up earlier, doing our separate meditations. We've been working a lot, putting in a lot of work. Michael's writing a book. I am pushing out content, and it's just been really fun. So it's been a worky week, and I like it. <laughs> we should post a photo, even if it's just on our story of our den mother's Instagram, of you and Michael and the two dogs in the hammock. Yeah. It is really special. It's really special. It's so cute. I know. <laughs> so that's my weekly update. Yay. Easy and simple as well. 
Okay, so let's get to the nitty grits. The nitty grits. <laughs> Who even likes grits? Do you like grits? I love grits. Okay. Well, I think maybe I could like them too. I'm not giving them a chance. Grits with maple syrup and like strawberries in them, kind of like an oatmeal. People okay. do it in a salty flavor. I yeah. like sweet grits. No, that would be me. I would have to have the salty variety with oh. maybe cheese. See, I don't know. That anyway. sounds good. Okay, so the Knits Grits of Psychedelics. Okay. Why are we talking about this? Well, we're talking about this because we live in a time where there's this consciousness explosion. Would you say that? Oh, yeah. Like people are really – it's kind of like everybody's on this truth quest. We're trying to figure out who we are. Break generational patterns. Right, music. <laughs> break generational patterns. Really dive into the ego. You know, all of that. We're like on these healing pathways and we have all of this access to information and to psychedelics like mm -hmm. no, uh, never before really. And so we just noticed that there's a lot of bullshit that surrounds this kind of thing where people will do mushrooms or bufo or, you know, really any acid. MDMA. MDMA. And all of a sudden it's like they're woke and they have this like, oh my God, I just have this like deep understanding of myself and I never have to do any more work again. And that's really problematic, especially because th those people can present themselves as experts or as like healers or guides or whatever. And without integration work and without processing and without like deep internal inquisition, also while you're not on psychedelics is really important. It's like the day-to-day -day stuff that actually leads to living and pursuit of an awakened life. And so we wanted to talk about it today because Camille and I have both had extremely powerful psychedelic experiences and we are also walking the walk toward meaning inner peace inner peace and it and yeah. so we wanted to talk about integration and we wanted to talk about what it can actually look like to intertwine pursuit of inner peace and the use of psychedelics yes and I would just like to add on that I think right now everyone is so interested in all of these like you call it the pyrotechnics pyrotechnic experiences yeah I, I think it's actually important to include breath work in this too yeah, along with psychedelics because you are actually creating excess dopamine serotonin and dmt in your body when you're over oxygenating and it gives you a psychedelic experience when you're doing specifically holotropic breath work mm -hmm. so fast really fast for a long period of time breath work that is essentially a psychedelic experience too I think it's important to acknowledge that we are a generation that really wants spiritual awakening and we also are a generation that loves instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So these have become things where it's like, you know what, I, I need psychedelics because I I'm going to be awakened after that. Right. So they go, people go into it thinking, this is my cure-all. I'm going to address my fears. I'm going to address uh, trauma and I'm going to come out of it and just be completely healed. And the problem is, is that when we come out of the experience for a week or two, it's like, wow, I'm, it's crazy. I'm so enlightened now. And then the pyrotechnics wear off and your nervous system goes back to normal. And it's like, 
I need more. I need more. Okay, I, I can do that again, but I just need something stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to recognize that psychedelics and pyrotechnic experiences are one tool that you can use to recognize the expansiveness of your mind. Mm-hmm. That does not mean you are awakened. Mm-hmm. It just means you've had a glimpse of what life can look like. Yeah. So I think going into that and today, the stuff we're talking about is more work. I'm sorry, it's more work. But do you actually want to live a more free, more blissful experience in your body? Or are you just looking for the one-off experiences where you feel like you meet God? (laughs) Right. Right. And it can be, it can be both. And you can also be honest with yourself. Like, for example, there are so many different ways that people do psychedelics. I... I mean, I I think I can just jump into my journey. That's what I wanted to start with is our journeys with psychedelics. Yeah. Because because I think that it's such a – it's so unique for each person. Like, I feel like I got into psychedelics before it was like – maybe – I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't very aware of it. But it wasn't something that was talked about – a lot on Instagram like even though it was only a year ago it just feels like maybe it's just the community that I'm in but it feels like even more of an explosion lately of everybody doing Mm. ayahuasca bufo peyote you know like DMT all of these different experiences Mm -hmm. and so anyway I had not had a lot of experience with psychedelics at all like I had done acid one time with my sister when we were I don't even know how old we were I think I was 18 or 19 yeah maybe 20 maybe I was in college yeah I maybe think you, you were in college but I I, I lived in Ocean Beach so yeah. I, you know I was 22 or four. yeah no no yeah. no 21 or 22 oh yeah because if I was okay 19 20 that yeah. makes sense yeah so I was 21 or 22 Cammy and I did acid we actually did connect some some dots about our parents and everything yeah. like that and had a really good day um, and then I had done mushrooms one or two times with partners, but not like a big amount, you know, mm-hmm. N- nothing that was going to like blast me into the next universe. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know how to interpret it at the time. So it was more just like this party experience. I had done a little bit of Molly at different occasions mm-hmm. and would always have these horrific come downs yeah. and just like couldn't get into it like I'd have these huge explosions of my heart and then would be with people that I basically hated like I would always do it with exes (laughs) we've already talked about how I kind of hated all my exes while I was with them (laughs) episode 23 episode 23 um so anyway I hadn't had a lot of experience although maybe for some of you that sounds like a lot but it wasn't like I was using them for medicine until I had broken up with my last partner. So this was in October of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we had been broken up for a couple of months. And he went to do Bufo, which is 5-MeO-DMT. It's the psychedelic that we've talked about pretty extensively on this podcast. And he like wrote me a message and or no, he called me and he's like, I am buying you this experience. We still had our finances intertwined, whatever. He's like, I'm buying you this experience for your birthday. I really want you to go Mm -hmm. and do Bufo. And I was like, cool, I'm I'm in. I didn't do any I didn't even know what it was. We didn't even know what it was. I had never heard of this before. I had heard of DMT, right? But I had never heard of 5-MEO DMT. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that it was like something you could just go do. Like I just did this in Riverside with this incredible shaman who I've now, I mean, we are now great friends. 
um, and have spent a lot of time together. But essentially, I just went completely by myself and showed up to this ceremony in Riverside. And it was a really intense experience. It was not just Bufo, but it was also Combo, Sanaga, Hape. It was my first time doing any of these medicines, these really like indigenous uh, warrior medicines, really. Yeah. And we did it by a river. It was just such a unique experience for me. And so I... I don't think I should go through the details of every single time I've done this, no. but basically I was kind of just shocked and in awe. And at this point I had not addressed my ego. I had not addressed anything. Like I was really fucked internally. Mm-hmm. That I don't know how else to describe it. Like yeah. I was so in my own way. I was comparing myself with everybody. I was really isolating myself and not diving into relationships or friendships from a place of truth. Like I was just in a really strange place. I was doing, you know, OnlyFans at the time. Mm -hmm. That was my only form of income, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. There was just so much going on. And so the first time I did Bufo, I didn't even have like a blast off experience, which is okay. That happens sometimes where you don't fully leave. Yes. But I pretty much, it, it like cracked something open in me that I wasn't even aware of until all of a sudden I just was so called to mushrooms like mm-hmm. a month later I went to Tulum with our mom and that really sent me on a nine month literally nine months it was exactly nine so months weird, like a gestation too. yeah it I mean it's a rebirth so it was an exactly nine month gestation period it felt like of me just saying yes to myself and to psychedelics Mm -hmm. like a month later I did a hero's dose journey of mushrooms by myself which I think the first time I took 3.5 grams by myself that's a lot yeah it was a lot Mm -hmm. but and this is how this is how intense it was for me is that I was so scared of what would come out of me that there was no way I could have done that around anybody else of course not I remember you saying that I was like if anybody else is here, there will be some kind of an act because I didn't know how to turn off my performer. Mm -hmm. So I literally had the most wild experiences, like giving birth on my floor, dancing with Momo just by myself for like seven hours of just overwhelming release, joy, you know, anger, pleasure, like all of it. And then it was MDMA and then it was, and not big doses of this stuff, but it would be like, I'm at a party and now all of a sudden MDMA is hitting me like a psychedelic. I know I'm going on and on, but I want people to understand how you've done a shit. It was, (laughs) well, it was just like, it was, it wasn't like I was searching for it. It was just kind of happening. Yeah. Like it was just arriving where I'd go to a party and everybody's doing some MDMA and I'm like, sure, I'll take a point of MDMA. One point yeah you know like one one dose and then I'm literally blasting off like it was like they were calling to me and asking me to keep coming through I had a vision of marrying Shane like so much was happening and it was just obvious to me that for some reason in my journey all of the yoga I had ever done all of the breath work all of the sitting with myself the extreme travel the you know relationships and like all of the things that I had done for some reason were not penetrating my heart. I had so many walls up and did not even realize Mm -hmm. 
how much I had built a castle and a fort around my softness that for some reason my method in without even really my knowing yeah was psychedelics yeah it was this like intense laceration it was like over and over again it was like I was being beaten and honestly it wasn't that fun like it was it's not like they were experiences where you were like laughing with your friends I mean some of them but you were like basically no. shooting out yeah like beach. people you know I thank god for my friends because they were so supportive of me but it would be like really huge experiences every time that looked alien and freaky like my mm-hmm. stuff the reason that the the reason that I coach in the realm that I do and offer the services that I do is because I have literally been to the depths of my own hell like the <laughs> depths of yeah. my own hell again and again and again and again and just looked at myself in the face and really sat with the bullshit that I was carrying and it was immense. It was gigantic. Yeah. So, you know, this went on and on for nine months. You did Bufo three times. I did Bufo four times. Okay. I Bufo did Bufo four, four times. times. A couple hero doses. Um, A couple hero doses of mushrooms and MDMA maybe like five or six times within the span of that nine months. And 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 then some ketamine too. Mm -hmm. So that stuff really subsided after August. Like after Shane and I fell in love, it was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm just in this calm state. And that's when the pyrotechnics kind of ended for me. And what – until ayahuasca. Then I did ayahuasca. <laughs> okay, so, you know, there's just – if you're bored right now, I've never shared this. I've never shared this. And I feel kind of vulnerable sharing it. Be- really? Yeah, because I, I feel like it, it – without a lot of – well, I feel like maybe all of you who listen to this podcast know me. And it's also vulnerable for me because I still have a little bit of, like – I don't want you all to hear this. This is my fear right now is that I don't want people to hear this and be like, damn, like this chick has done a lot of drugs because that's what it sounds like if you Mm -hmm. are not familiar with the space. I remember feeling like that when you were going through it. Yeah, I know. I remember you saying and, you know, a couple of friends saying to me like, okay, maybe, you know, like, are are you you slow down a little bit? Yeah, you need to slow down a little bit. And it's just so funny because for me in my experience with life there's always been this time is of the essence energy and for some reason that's how my healing journey went too and yeah. like how my healing journey has gone is that there's just been this urgency to it like it was urgent for some reason and like i said i wasn't seeking out this necessarily it was just like i would literally get a text message that was like hey uh, they're hosting a, a bufo ceremonies being hosted in la do you want to come with me and i'm like Yeah. I mean, it was that kind of thing where it was just again and again, just falling into my lap. And so, yeah, I guess I have a little bit of a fear right now sharing all of this, that it isn't going to be perceived in the kind of sacred way that it unfolded Mm. because it really was sacred. Like each of these experiences for me were so internal and so important it kind of makes me cry because I really don't know. I really don't think I would have been able to unravel 
the depths of what I had been like holding down in me had it not been for plant medicine. So while there are multiple ways in for multiple people, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to do psychedelics, that isn't what I'm saying, but I'm saying that for me, the power and the respect and the honor, like the reverence that I have for these medicines, and I mean medicines, Mm -hmm. it's just hard for me to even articulate. Okay, so what did you learn though? After doing for a year, medicine journey after medicine journey after medicine journey, like what now makes you feel calm to where you're not still needing to do? Because what I'm thinking is people are going to hear this and be like, that's what I need to do. Go on a year journey of doing a shitload of psychedelics and see what happens. What I'm wanting to do right now is share my own journey. Mm -hmm. That was my journey. I don't know and I can't recommend for anybody else what their experience should be. But for me, what it's done for me is it gave me language for language and permission to express myself. And I'll I'll explain what that means. It means permission for me to go back and hold and have compassion for my inner child it gave me language for the patterning that had gotten me to where I was in this like perpetual state of lying to myself Mm -hmm. or not showing up for myself, not trusting my intuition. It gave me the ability to truly be penetrated by love. I I did not know how to feel love truly. Like, and that might sound crazy. Like, obviously I loved you. Yeah. I mean, I loved mom. I loved dad. I loved my dog. But I can't even explain how the love that I was able to feel is nothing in comparison to what I can feel now. Because love for me was this conditional thing that I was either giving or not giving. Yeah. Now I live in love. I am in love with you, with life, with Momo, with Shane, with myself, with the universe, with God that's inside of me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I can now breathe from a different place. I fuck from a different place. I live from a different place. It's like I hold and I love and I honor the me before all of this. And I barely remember her. Yeah. Like I am in every cell of me. I feel like a different person. My relationships with almost everybody in my life have changed Mm -hmm. because I have changed and I'm showing up for the first time in my life. Every single day I'm showing up in the best, most honest, most truthful, most surrendered self that I can. Yeah. I trust life. I have to keep going on because I want to express it. Yeah. But like I trust in the timing of everything that's happening around me. I trust in experiences. I really try to not attach to outcomes of things before I would do something and attach to what I wanted it to be like. Now I do something because I want to Mm. and I don't hold on to like, well, it's going to mean this, you know, like, well, it's going to this is going to be the outcome. And then I'm going to be really disappointed if that's not what it is. Have I described 
what has changed. How literally everything that I am is, it feels transformed. Yes. I mean, that does an incredible feat for, for psychedelics. So, and, and, sorry, sis, this was not just about psychedelics. In this time, I also want to say that I, my best friend, Shane, who became my lover, right at the very beginning of this journey, I met Shane, who Mm -hmm. is a Zen master teacher. Mm -hmm. Shane became my teacher. Yeah. And without him helping me to unravel identifying with new identities now that I was like becoming something and becoming somebody and my business was growing and I was feeling proud of myself without him really asking me questions and having me unravel my mind don't think that I would have been here yes so it's a mix obviously of psychedelics but we can't forget it. it's not like I was on psychedelics for nine months right like I would do yeah. have a psychedelic journey and then <laughs> integrate it yes. and I'm still integrating my ayahuasca one I mean I'll talk about that someday but it's okay so from I'm trying to think from a listener's perspective right now yeah I wish we could have them ask us questions yes because right now to me what I hear is like I did a year-long journey of like psychedelics and integration and now I have this spiritual teacher and people are like okay well where the hell do I start Mm -hmm. like I this seems so unattainable for me I have a fucking nine to five and like a family what how am I supposed to feel the way Lauren feels without having a year journey of like basically exploring myself with no regard for anything else this is not an easy answer we literally just had to pause our recording for a second because (laughs) Camille's question very much stumped me because because I forget my starting place sometimes and I try not to but sometimes I do yeah when I was on this journey I had already left the rat race in yes. a particular sense. I was single. I did not have kids and I still do not have kids. I was living in an apartment that I really loved you and, owned your own business. and I owned my own business mm-hmm. and had pretty much committed to never working for anybody ever again, unless they're hiring me as a contractor and I'm doing it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. So this kind of an experience, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I have a nine to five. I basically hate my partner and my kids are driving me crazy and I don't even have time to wash my ass every day. Then what you need to do and the the thing that I can recommend and the thing that I know Cami recommends too is literally hire somebody to yeah. help you start consuming content that makes you actually feel alive. If you hate your job and you can afford to quit your job and you have something that you're really pursuing, like that lights your soul on fire, whether that's like youth athletics or being a mom full time and you can actually afford to do it, but you're convincing yourself that you can't. If your friends are all pieces of shit and talking shit about each other behind each other's backs and are drinking <laughs> wine every single night mm-hmm. and wearing shirts that and say like high school drama, high school drama and wearing shirts that say like it's mommy time and with a w- glass wine, a glass of wine, like this actually is not going to happen for you. This, it, what 
the important part about my story is yes, that was my story. That's how it happened for me. But you also have to take into consideration the context from which that was birthed. And this requires work. Like this isn't something where you're just all of a sudden going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do a psychedelic and then, you know, my life is going to be okay. It requires making really hard decisions. If you are miserable in your relationship, you need to start prioritizing love for Mm -hmm. yourself and for your partner. And if it is not the right partner for you, you need to leave. The work begins before any psychedelic is ingested. This is actually about like the holistic nature of your life. If you want to be happy, if you want to feel free, and if you want to be in pursuit of things that light your soul on fire and really be living a life where your eyes are alive and vibrant and you're just like, holy shit, how good can my life get? Then you have to start living from that perspective. You have to start living there. And if you aren't already doing that, maybe psychedelics can knock on the door and have some kind of a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. But that's why people are terrified of psychedelics is because a lot of times they're living lives that feel like shit. And they're like, oh, no, I don't know what it's going to bring up in me. What if I have to address my dad? What if I have to address my attacker? You do. Yes, you You do. do. And so (laughs) this is work. Yes. And it's privileged work. I want to say that. It's privileged work. But anybody... As long as you have food, shelter, and safety, you can free your mind. Yes. Okay. Number one, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Wow. Because I think it's really beautiful and you haven't talked about it in one whole section. You've mentioned it in passing like over a year on your Instagram but not really laid it out like that. And I think it's so powerful for people to understand I also think it's so powerful for people to understand you already committed to that life, like you said, before you started your psychedelic journey. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say the same thing about my journey with trauma and stuff and like questions I get asked on Instagram. How do I stop living from a place of anxiety? And I'm like, holy shit. Like this is, I'm still, you don't just all of a sudden decide like, oh, just read this book and you'll be done with anxiety. It's like, no, I, I too have done psychedelics seven months of sitting with myself and doing breath work every single day, becoming the watcher of your mind. It's like, okay, well, how do I even start that? You have generational trauma, trauma you've never addressed. You don't like your job. You don't like your partner. You hate the place you're living and you got stuck in your hometown. It's like, how can I possibly know how to answer that question when there are so many layers to peel away? Mm -hmm. And there have been for you and your journey and what you've accomplished and me and my journey. Though I would like to say you had more layers. Mm -hmm. I had layers in a different way. Right. I had not committed to a life of breaking out of the matrix before I did my massive Bufo experience in July. Right. So I'm going to start talking about my journey Please. for psychedelics. Please. Mine is shorter. I did mushrooms once when I was 16 with a girlfriend in high school, was terrified of them after. It was honestly awful for me. It was a really bad experience. It was really bad. But not just because of the mushrooms. It was the context. It was the people you were with. Yeah, it was It awful. was just not I was good. slimeball people. Yeah. Not the friend I did it with. She had her own little journey. The other people we were with, whatever, it was awful. So I was scared of them ever since. 24, when I met Michael, we went on a camping trip and 
we did mushrooms with this group and it was the best experience ever. It was one of those, everything's beautiful. You're laughing so hard. Michael and I had been dating for like six months, five months maybe. And I, that was literally the day I decided I was going to marry him. It was my first experience of having your mind expanded, Mm -hmm. tapping into like actual spirituality. We were in Joshua Tree. It was the most beautiful circumstance. We had the best camping spot. It was magic. Mm. Then we started doing a lot of mushrooms and for fun because I was the party girl. Right. So I started doing a lot of them just for these really fun one-off experiences Then Michael and I went to a cabin for a week before we got married and did a bunch of mushrooms and it got really deep Mm -hmm. and ready. Yes. I do not want to interrupt your story, but I feel like it's necessary at the deep and dark place to talk about how intelligent mushrooms are. And if you are interested in this, there is so much science behind it and it's really coming out. There is a documentary that you can watch for free called Fantastic Fungi and it is so special. You can just type in fantasticfungi.com, I think, and Mm -hmm. just watch it for free right on the website. Um, But what I wanted to say is that mushrooms have proven to me and to you and to so many others to be so intelligent in Mm -hmm. that they only meet you with what you're ready ready for yeah so mushrooms can be really fun for you for like six months or for a year you can party with mushrooms but then once it's time for you to do your internal inquisition they will hit you like a ton of bricks and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're having an ego collapse so what I'm wanting to say is that in Camille's journey right now when it gets deep and dark it's really interesting because it was like they were calling you into your healing Yes. So anyway, and go ahead. I had not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So I, that night, Michael and I had, well, we did mushrooms a couple days in a row. So fun, so fun. And then one night got really dark and I started dissociating for the first time, which is basically I felt like a little person inside my body. It looked like everything was a fishbowl. My voice started changing. Basically what happened was I ended up fainting mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm which was my body dissociating. Now I recognize that, but it was terrifying at the time Mm -hmm. because neither of us knew what was going on. So I stopped doing mushrooms for a while. I did them one more time when we camped with his brother. The same thing happened, except for I actually hallucinated people. Right. So now I recognize that that is me tapping into your mediumship. Being a medium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I'm now trying to explore a little bit sober, Mm -hmm. but – Again, I was terrified. What is real? What is not? So I didn't do mushrooms again. I didn't do any journey again for about eight months. I quit my engineering job. And in the meantime, I quit my engineering job. I started living a life I wanted to. Actually, not even really. I was working, um, building a business with Michael, doing real estate. But my heart was burning. My chest was burning. I went to Tulum to visit Lauren. And I was called to do Bufo. So 5-MeO-DMT, I talk about it in one of my episodes, in one of our episodes. I can't remember, but I think it's called Psychedelics and Travel Sex. Okay, yeah. And we we can link it. We'll link it. So I had this massive experience, and then I dissociated for over two and a half months when I came down. That was my integration. And it ended up being a massive journey of healing from sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and healing my relationship with 
my addictive personality and alcohol. Mm -hmm. This was much different. Lauren had a lot of ego and walls built up to face. I have never had a problem loving. Mm -hmm. I am like, I love everyone so deeply. Mm -hmm. That's always been my personality. My, my trusting myself was my journey Mm -hmm. and really living through hell. Mm-hmm. refacing my trauma over and over. I started going to therapy. I started having a lot of panic attacks after my Bufo experience because now I know that it's all my – the energy all surfaced of the stuff I had pushed down for 10 years mm-hmm. and it all erupted out of me. This ended up being me finding my voice again, being able to sing again, mm-hmm. finding ways to say no, setting boundaries. It has been – eight, nine months. It's been about nine months. Again, the nine month. And my energy is finally settled now. Mm. I've only done one psychedelic sense. I did a little bit of acid. I've done MDMA too, a little bit here and there. But because I was experiencing such panic attacks and really intense anxiety, I completely stopped. And I realized that me being called to doing psychedelics and experiences like that is also an addiction for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to address really deeply my, I know I already said this, but my relationship with alcohol, um, me basically blacking out every time I would drink, that was huge for me. Honestly, I kind of stopped having panic attacks when I stopped drinking. Yeah. I've had a couple drinks since then. In December, it's May now. It's literally five months. Mm -hmm. And I have had to do so much work to get settled again into my body and in my nervous system. And that is why I coach now Mm -hmm. because I have done a massive trauma healing experience and I didn't even know that I needed to address it. Which, by the way, I describe my experience in episode 21 of our podcast. I tell my whole story. But psychedelics uncovered that for me. But if I would have had, I don't know. I guess I didn't even know there was another option for addressing it. But now I know there are other options for addressing it. Literally just acknowledging it right. is your first step. And then working with a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Or therapy or both or doing retreats. Like it is really scary to face trauma. That's why nobody does it. <laughs> right. Because it's actually scary. Like if I would have known, hey, when you address this, you're going to start having panic attacks, not being able to sleep, um, s- literally just so many things, I would have not done it. Yeah. Because it can seem really daunting And also now I know that on the other side of facing all of that is freedom, freedom in your body. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am so much more able to share myself emotionally and vulnerably. I can voice my needs when I need to. Setting boundaries, I'm so much better. I'm so much more in touch with my creative side. Mm-hmm. I used to just say I wasn't a creative person. Right. And now I I paint, I sing, I dance, I like create songs for Michael just like on a whim. And before I used to not be able to do that because I was so scared of vulnerability because of totally. trauma. Yeah. So psychedelics were also my way in, in a very different sense. They were 
it, my way into healing my trauma. Mm. And now that's what I offer people is a way into dealing with their trauma through my coaching. And I only, I wanted to cover this at the end, but I think it's okay to do it now is when to do psychedelics. And I feel like the only time to do it is when they're called to you. Not when you're convincing yourself you need to do them because you need to be healed Mm -hmm. or, oh, well, my friends are doing it or, oh, well, I heard this cool story, so I'm going to do it. Because I I think my transition, and I've never really talked about this, but my trauma healing I think would have gone a lot smoother if I would have known what I was in for. Mm. I just feel like yeah, it, the medicine called to me and I did it, but I had no idea that I would dissociate in the way that I did. So – when you slowly work into trauma healing through inner child reconciliation, things like compassionate inquiry, inter- internal family systems, all these methods and techniques that I'm learning and passing to my clients, there's not as much of a smash mm. into addressing the trauma, which can bring up a lot of a lot more anxiety and panic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people healing from that from trauma have that experience and so working and like actually getting into your body before even addressing the trauma can allow the energy to disperse in little amounts Mm. before you need to I don't know just live through it all at once which is what happened to me I love hearing your story and I feel like that's the first time that you've talked about it in a concise way Mm -hmm. too and I think it's really good for our wolf pack because you can see kind of different like we Camille and I have a lot of shared living experience we spend so much time Mm -hmm. together we were raised by the same parents like same exact experience we're only two and a half years apart we were in high school at the same time like so much um, between us is so similar, which is mm-hmm. why, you know, we do this, what yeah. we do. And it's just interesting to see how your experiences in life and who you're born as shape you in such a way where events reach you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Psychedelics will bring out different things in you. You know, it's really fascinating. And yeah. um, I also like you know, in my experience, I was kind of obsessed with this hell place. Like I wanted to feel Mm. how bad it could be. And maybe that is because I didn't associate the trauma that I had faced with being as bad as something like sexual assault Mm -hmm. or something like being beaten physically. Like I just kind Mm -hmm. of was like, whatever, I just want to experience something bad. Like take me to the worst. And I realized that I had been in hell already. Like what I had been doing to myself was my hell. Yeah. I didn't have to search that far. And so, you know, Mm -mm. I was so much more vigorous and like (sighs) ballsy almost. Yes. Just and reckless. I was reckless because I didn't have I was kind of like, well, I haven't been through that bad of stuff. Like, show me how bad it can be. Whereas with you, you had been through something so traumatic. Like, yeah. And knew that that was your trauma. I didn't know what my trauma was. So, you know, psychedelics, like I kind of said in that interlude when I interrupted you, will really 
hit you where you need to be hit. Yes. And so that is one thing that I have noticed from everybody who's done psychedelics. And I want to specifically call out the people who've also done the work after. Right. Is it hits you when you need them and it pulls out things that you need to address. Okay, so this episode turned out a little different than we thought because we were going to talk about all things outside of psychedelics for internal transformation. And it really ended up being our stories because we've never really shared our stories in a timeline like that, either of us. No. So I think that's so important because it is a huge part of who we've become and what we offer to the world and why. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be psychedelics part one. We're going to do a psychedelics part two and talk more about preparation, integration, guidance on when to do them, why, that kind of stuff, because I think that's really important too. Mm -hmm. So we're going to call it there. Yeah. Because I loved talking about our experiences. Yeah. I just really took it away and then we went in a different direction, (laughs) but I, I didn't realize how passionate I was about it and how important it was to me. Like it's weird when you get on to tell something it's like when you're writing a blog mm. it kind of can just like go in a totally different direction like all of a sudden that you're always happens yeah. yeah so <laughs> that always happens okay yeah. so mentioning blogs lauren and i both write blog posts like we talked about earlier we both offer one-on-one coaching we're starting our online community for internal transformation if you want early word pricing on the online community please dm us your email at the den mothers on instagram We both have TikTok, so follow us on TikTok. We both have our websites. Everything that Lauren has is under the name She Wolf Lauren, and everything I have is under Camille Misbach. So again, we are going to be doing raffles for $10 Amazon gift cards biweekly to the Wolfpack members who have written us reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to be included in that head there now subscribe like comment and we will add you into the raffle for this upcoming week that's right yeah so we love you we love you so much thank you thank you for listening to our stories and for just being here for us while we transform and while we are on our own journeys it's so fun (laughs) to be humans and talk to other humans it is we Mm -hmm. love you we'll see you next week ow ow ow